I was once drowsing through a press brunch at Claridge's in my days as a consumer journalist, a discipline for which regularly consuming was a professional imperative, when the late Dame Barbara Cartland arrived. She was a staunch regular, and it was her day in the week for taking tea in the lounge. A vision in throbbing cyclamen, she glided to her customary sofa amid an honour guard of liveried staff, their retinas doubtless frazzling under the combined radioactive glow of her apparel, her cosmetic regime and her composure. She would have been well into her nineties. For a second it was possible to imagine the maturity of one's own career being a matter of grand arrivals, the sipping of cups, and, if not anything as vulgar as adulation, at least a warm ripple of general recognition as one sank gracefully onto the velour. As it is, the writer's role is to be a lugubrious, poverty-stricken sociopath, sustained on a mixture of prescription pharmaceuticals and tax credit. All of us knew this when we started, but clung like Velcro, and perhaps still do, to the belief that something a little more glamorous might light each coming year. In the meantime, there is toil. The toil that, no matter how many book contracts we sign with zero advances, or how many royalty statements we receive with negative grand totals at the bottom, still presses on us with the urgency of a vocation. I rise early. I read all morning. I write all or most of the afternoon. That's it. While the advice to be careful what we wish for still rings in our ears, the solitude suits me. Having worked on the staff of both a print magazine and a DCMS website, I know that I can write perfectly well in an office, among co-workers talking about their wedding plans, but I like working at home. I'm not one of those who gets distracted by phone calls or finds himself doing household chores rather than write the day's first sentence. I'm good at deadlines. I suppose I'm a swat. I'm not a poet, but if I were, I'd be something in between Matthew Arnold capering naked on the Thames Riverbank and the phlegmatic resignation of Philip Larkin's final furlong. I work all day and get half drunk at night. The high points in a working day come when an editor drops a line to congratulate me on a piece, a critical essay or a book review. It is generally much easier to get paid on time than it used to be, though there are still soul-withering exceptions. Publication day on a book feels as though it ought to be a matter of bunting and squeakers, a clamorous crowd of well-wishers arriving with pre-popped champagne. In fact, nothing happens. Things roll on. In the days when I live near bookshops, I might be gratified to look in and see the new volume on a shelf, strongly resisting the temptation to point myself out to the adjacent browser who'd somehow missed me, slumberously nestling as I was between David Foster Wallace and Evelyn Waugh.